from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Hola, and welcome to La Biblioteca. I am Talia Guzman Gonzalez, Reference Librarian in the Hispanic Division at the Library of Congress, and I am here with my colleague, Catalina Gomez, also a Reference Librarian in the Hispanic Division. Hi, Talia. Hi, Catalina. This is our second episode of the first season of our podcast, La Biblioteca, where we will be exploring the archive of Hispanic literature on tape. Yes, and today we will be listening to a recording of Peruvian novelist, journalist, politician, intellectual, and Nobel laureate Mario Vargas Llosa reading from his work. I have to say, this is one of my favorite recordings in the archive. It is so fun. He really chose a wonderful text to read for this recording. The recording is from 1977, so it turned 40 this year. Today we will be listening to a previously recorded interview with Professor Charlotte Rogers from University of Virginia, who will share with us some of her insights about this recording. Dr. Rogers received her PhD in Spanish from Yale University and her book, Jungle Fever, Exploring Madness and Medicine in 20th Century Tropical Narratives was published by Vanderbilt University Press in 2012. Great, let's listen. Thank you so much, Charlotte, for being with us. Hi, Catalina, I'm happy to be with you. Uh, to begin, can you tell us about Mario Vargas Llosa and his, his relevance Absolutely. Mario Vargas Llosa is one of the few remaining living members of the Latin American literary boom, which made literature in Spanish famous in the 1960s and 70s. He's from Peru, and he won the Nobel Prize in 2010, um, particularly for being a true master of every literary genre. His work spans melodrama, very reminiscent of the telenovela that's very popular in Latin America, uh, as well as historical fiction. He's even written detective stories and plays and essays. He's a real, um, he's very talented in every single genre. Great, thank you. Uh, what excerpt from his recording did you choose to, to discuss? So we're going to listen to an episode from his novel that's called Tia Julia y el Escribidor, or Aunt Julia and the Scriptwriter, which was published in 1977. In this episode, um, we hear about a priest named Seferino Juanca Leva, who is something of a renegade. Uh, he has a parish in a tiny town in Peru, And he declares to church officials that every single couple in his parish has been sanctified in holy matrimony. Now, the church officials don't believe this because one of the common places in Peru is the frequency of extramarital affairs. And Seferino, the priest, explains to the church officials in the fragment that we're going to hear that he simply marries every couple who has extramarital sex. Now, this results in many people being married multiple times, which is, of course, against church doctrine. So he solves this problem by hearing their confession and granting them absolution right away. Uh, so we can hear the farcical nature of this episode in the clip we'll hear now. Era sacrílegamente simple. Consistía en cristianizar ante los evangelios a toda pareja constituida o por constituir. Estas, al primer refocilo, acudían presurosas a casarse como Dios manda ante su querido párroco, y el padre Seferino 
sin molestarlos con preguntas impertinentes, les confería el sacramento. Y como de este modo muchos vecinos resultaron casados varias veces sin haber previamente enviudado, aeronáutica velocidad con que las parejas del barrio se deshacían, barajaban y rehacían, el padre Seferino recomponía los estragos que esto causaba en el dominio del pecado con la purificadora confesión. Él lo había explicado con un refrán que, además de herético, resultaba vulgar. Un chupo tapa otro chupo. Desautorizado, reprendido, poco menos que abofeteado por el arzobispo, el padre Seferino Huanca Leiva festejó con este motivo una longeve efemérides, la advertencia seria número 100. This particular episode really features a lot of elements that are common to Vargas Llosa's work. He offers a very lively critique of Peru's institutions, namely the military, the church, and the government. Um, he is very well known for poking fun at the foibles of everyday citizens, but as well as people in power. Um, and he does this very successfully here in this uh, telenovela melodrama style, but he also does it in very serious ways in some of his historical fiction. And what about his, the way he's reading it and his voice? What can you say about um, the way he's reading this particular novel? The way that Vargas Llosa reads this particular excerpt is beautiful in the sense that it captures precisely the sense of fun that he carries through in this novel. Um, every every pause and every um, high and low point of his voice really emphasize the ridiculousness of Uh, believing that people would never have sex outside of marriage, for example. So, so Vargas Llosa is really good at um, critiquing the, the society that he lives in. Do you get a sense that um, Vargas Llosa and other prose writers practice reading aloud some of their prose sometimes when they're writing it? Well, I know for sure that Gustave Flaubert was known to read aloud as he wrote, often with great shouts of joy or misery. <laughs> And it, I'm not sure about the case of Vargas Llosa, but I think that you can hear the conversational tone of his writing when he reads it out loud. Great. Um, so I know he, he has written extensively. So which of his list of works do, would you recommend to our readers? Well, I would like to recommend to the readers a novel that offers a very strong contrast to Anne Julia and the Scriptwriter, which we just heard. While Anne Julia and the Scriptwriter is very light, I would recommend one of his more serious works of historical fiction, uh, which is also more recent. Mm -hmm. The name of the novel is The Feast of the Goat, or La Fiesta del Chivo, uh, which was published in 2000. And that novel takes a very um, extensive and deep look at the dictatorship of uh, the Dominican nation. Um, the dictator was named Rafael Leonidas Trujillo. And in that novel, Vargas Llosa really explores power like he does in, in Tia Julia. But in The Feast of the Goat, it's a much more serious and brutal and shocking novel, but um, definitely worth a read. I highly recommend it. Great. Well, thank you so much, Charlotte, for joining us. Thank you very much, Catalina. 
That was a great commentary by Charlotte. And I would also like to mention that one of the reasons why I love this recording is because in the beginning, Mario Vargas Llosa introduces this novel as a work in progress with the title Vida y Milagros de Pedro Camacho, which eventually became La Tía Julia y el Escribidor. So basically, we capture Vargas Llosa's voice as he was writing, as he was in the process of writing this novel. I love that about the recording, too, that it was... You know, the title was changing and it was in progress. We both were fortunate to meet Vargas Llosa here in the library in 2016 when he received the Living Legend Award for his significant contribution to America's diverse cultural and social heritage. That day, in an interview with author and journalist Maria Arana, he talked, among other things, about how, as a young child, he discovered his passion for reading. I am, I am deeply attached. And in a way, I think that this is also a consequence of, of my, my love of books of, and of literature and, and, and fiction. I think the, the books gave me since my first readings when I was uh, very young, this idea of the adventure, uh, uh, life as an adventure, life as an adventure to change life for the better. No? Uh, I read uh, Alexander Dumas, Le, La, the, the History of the Musketeers, for example, and I remember the, the way in which I enjoy and I identified myself, you know, with the Musketeers, with D'Artagnan, with Portos, with Aramis. Uh, um, and uh, afterwards, when I, I, I started to, to, to read more important, more important books, you know, Malraux, Faulkner, the kind of heroes that were in a kind of war with the world as, as, as it is, were heroes with which I identify myself immediately. That's wonderful. It really is very special when authors speak about their personal experiences. I also love when he talked about his craft of writing and, and about his audience. Let's listen to that part. I don't think I... I I am thinking in a reader, in a particular kind of reader, when I am writing a novel. Now, for me, to write a novel is something, as I repeat, very solitary. I secluded myself in, uh, in a world which came from memories, uh, images from the memory, which produce inventions, which produce another images which are invented. But the point of departure is something, it's always memory. Mm. Images that are uh, preserved in the memory, images that were produced by experiences, by living experiences, and then are always the point of departure for the imagination, for invention. Um, but I, I don't think I have a particular kind of reader in which I am thinking when I am writing. No. Well, what I try to do, of course, and I think this is something that many writers try to do when I, they are writing, I try to divide myself uh, in, in, the, in the reader that is reading what I am writing to, to see if the, the techniques are effective and can really persuade the, the, the reader of what they, they say. But I think this is a very personal kind of, of reader. 
And I don't think I have a particular audience in, in mind when I, am, when I am writing a book. I think having the opportunity to learn about the creative process of writers like Mario Vargas Llosa is one of the great things about this archive, and also about all the great events hosted at the Library of Congress. Indeed. And we would like to take this opportunity to invite our listeners to visit the Hispanic Reading Room website and sign up to find out more about our events hosted by this, your national library. We leave you with the voice of Mario Vargas Llosa reading from La Tía Julia y el Escribidor. We hope you join us next week for another episode of our podcast, La Biblioteca. Hasta luego. Cuando el padre seferino Huanca Leiva, con motivo de una procesión a la gloria del Señor de Limpias, culto introducido por él en Mendocita y que había aprendido como paja seca, anunció triunfalmente que en la parroquia no había un solo niño vivo, incluidos los nacidos en las últimas diez horas, que no estuviera bautizado, un sentimiento de orgullo se apoderó de los creyentes y la jerarquía, por una vez entre tantas admoniciones, le envió unas palabras de felicitación. Pero en cambio, originó un escándalo el día que con motivo de la fiesta de la patrona de Lima, Santa Rosa, hizo saber al mundo en una prédica al aire libre desde el canchón de Mendocita que dentro de los límites polvorientos de su ministerio no había pareja cuya unión no hubiera sido santificada ante Dios y el altar de la casucha de adobes. Pasmados, pues sabían muy bien que en el ex imperio de los incas la más sólida y acatada institución, excluidos la iglesia y el ejército, era la mansevía, los prelados de la iglesia peruana vinieron, arrastrando los pies, a comprobar personalmente la hazaña. Thank you for tuning in. To listen to some of the recordings from the Archive of Hispanic Literature on tape, go to www.loc.gov. You can find the project by clicking on our Digital Collections link on the homepage and selecting the Audio Recordings Collections category. You can also find it by going to the library's Hispanic Divisions website, which is www.loc.gov rr Hispanic. Hasta pronto! This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.